0: Hello, and welcome to our show, Only Human. Join us as we discuss topics of relationships, family, friends, and society in today's racially charged America, seen through our lenses as a married interracial couple.
1: Yes, seen through our lens. We have a funny little story, a little memory that that popped into my mind um, earlier on today. Remember the summer we met, Bruce, when my parents came back from England with little man?
0: Oh yeah, I've got some fond memories of that time.
1: Yeah, I bet you do. When my dad kept complaining, the beer tastes like water. You have to know my dad. He's comfortable with a chilled cognac, shirt off, sitting outside in the sun. Porch life is what daddy's like. His tales of farmer days make us laugh. And as little man says, he's funny without even realizing he's funny. Anyway, Bruce heard him complaining and asked him a question. What did you ask him, babe? I just asked,
0: where were you buying the beer from?
1: <laughs> well, of course, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, at that point, we would just drive down to Kansas. I think it was, yeah, Kansas. We would get a piece of um, beer from Kansas.
0: Right, right, which in you didn't know and your dad didn't know. But in Kansas at the time, they had 3-2 beer. What the Which, hell is that? It's just a lighter. It's more water, less alcohol. So <laughs> your, your dad complaining that it tasted more like water. It's because it did. And you know <laughs> that goes back to the days when the legal it, drinking age in Kansas was 18.
1: Oh. So they
0: sold 3-2 beer so that 18-year-olds could drink it without getting completely smashed. <laughs> and they haven't changed it till just recently.
1: Oh, oh so they've changed that yeah, now?
0: Yeah, I think it's a different. I think they can you can actually buy 50 over there. Oh my gosh. Certain places though. I don't think everywhere.
1: Oh my. Well, after that, of course, daddy made sure that we didn't buy him water or he we didn't take him anywhere to buy him the water. So I mean, that was pretty funny. Yep. But um so thanks for that. babe. appreciate. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, welcome to our podcast again, as we say, and the title this time is, Are You Two Together? Now, as a couple, over the years, we've encountered looks of wonder in public. More recently, approaching a deli counter in our local grocery store. The words, are you two together? Granted, we walked up together close enough, so that assumption is is we are. So I let Bruce handle it that time around.
0: Right. Well, to me, if you walk in, you know, we're either holding hands or we're standing next to each other. Like at the grocery store, I will usually am pushing the cart. Mm -hmm. You're standing next to me Mm -hmm. or whatever. It looks pretty much like we're together, like every other couple that's in the store. Right. A lot of times, you know, I think people, they see, and it's hard to know if we don't you know, obviously we're not in their heads and we don't know exactly what they're thinking. But I think it's just a, it's almost a, you know, something that's easy for them to think about. They look and they go, oh, two different colors. Yeah, they're not together.
1: Well, I I mean, I guess that's the thing when you assume. Right, yeah. And I mean,
0: I'm sure it's a a cultural thing. It's something that that hmm. is, it's, drilled into our heads from when we we're little kids even you know is really and, how so well I mean think about I, I don't know what it was like in England but here you know I'm more
1: conscious of it here than I ever was at home I, I don't know why but I mean I, well these experiences with you and and previous boyfriends that I've had who were Caucasian right like there was always what do you mean stairs. there were others. I mean, oops, no, you were the only Ah, one.
0: okay, yeah, yeah. You (laughs) met friends that you had. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly it, first friends.
1: Well, yeah, see, it's not
0: only happened when you and I have gone out together, Mm -hmm. but times that I've taken Mikey out with me, and especially when he was younger. When he was, you know, five or six years old, we'd go to convenience stores Mm. or whatever, and and we'd go in, and he'd want to go look at candy, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, okay, I'll give you a couple pieces of candy. I'd always try to make sure... I'd stick around him because if there were no other you know people of color mm-hmm. in the store mm-hmm. people would be like, "Well, what's this little kid doing here by himself?" They would never take it into the fact that we walked in together. Right. You know, right. and then when he would talk to me, he would say, "Hey, dad, you and know, then can they'd I get, this get a look." Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's happened to us in so many different ways, you know, whether it's, you know, Mikey and I being somewhere and, and mm-hmm. having to make sure people understand, yeah, this is my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, from the time that, that you and I first got together, we had, you know, like, you know, the, hey, are you two together routine?
1: Uh, when we'd go out to eat, Remember, we'll the, remember that.
0: One of our first dates was like that.
1: Yeah. One yeah. of our it, but that's the, I felt really uncomfortable that time. Hence, we've never, you know, we've never been back there. Right. Is that why?
0: Right. And, you know, it's kind of like there was, I remember walking into the room and there was, there were several middle-aged white women in the place. Mm-hmm. I remember them mm-hmm. just looking at us and looking at you and looking mm-hmm. at me and then just kind of looking back and forth. Mm-hmm. and It was kind of like, well, you know, yeah, we're here, deal with it, you know.
1: <laughs> right. We want to just eat some grub. Yeah. Have I mean, our date yeah. and go about our business.
0: Right, we didn't need their approval by any means. But right, it, you you could see that you're always getting that look that you know, um, you know why are you with him or why are you with yeah. her that kind of thing. So
1: when that that shouldn't even factor.
0: Right, mm-hmm. but I think that 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 um, it's a cultural thing in this country. I think a lot more uh, just because of like what we talked about last week mm-hmm. where you know it was illegal uh, at a time in this country for What was that word again? Yeah, uh, mis- miscegenation. miscegenation. Oh, yes. look at that miscegenation. husband. Miscegenation. It you know was it was illegal for a white person and a person of color mm. to even be together, mm. let alone be married or live together or cohabitate or anything of that nature. You know, so I think it's ingrained into a lot of people's minds. Without even realizing. Without them even knowing that they have a prejudice towards that. You know, I I really think it's it's almost like breathing for some people. It's just second nature to them.
1: You know what? Maybe there's validity to what you're saying, because even yesterday, remember, which is quite ironic, on the way into the grocery store, we were just holding hands... And, you know, this the guy crossed our path, a Caucasian man, and his, what would you old say? Old man. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> and I'm old, old, and he was man. older than me, so...
1: Well, and it was like, I had to, like, double-take, because at first, you know, I noticed he was staring. And you know what I'm like, which you hate this part, but I thought, no, I'm not looking away. Like, why is he staring?
0: Right, and, and, and I picked up on that.
1: Right, and... Well, so I
0: stared at him, and he stared at you, and so. and.
1: And that's the thing. So, yeah. And I'm so I'm staring back. And normally when I don't break my gaze, it stares long enough, you know, and then they freak out and then they look somewhere else, whatever. Right. but This guy was quite brazen. He didn't he didn't nah. even break it. So I was like, well, I ain't breaking my gaze either. And then you're staring at him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like it was like, well, what the hell is your problem, dude? Like.
0: Yeah, I know it was like he was he'd never seen a black person before. <laughs> holding a
1: white person's hat
0: Uh, yeah I guess he was completely you know beside himself with it he just locked on to you and I mean I stared him down he was staring you down I thought for sure that he would look over and see me staring at him and he he just didn't care
1: gosh that's how does that make you feel when you see stuff like that
0: Uh, you know I don't I just I guess for me it's you know, I, th- I think to myself, look, it's the 21st century, people. You mm-hmm. know, this is an everyday occurrence. You're going to see people of different cultures and different Racist. colors mm-hmm. and everything. They're going to be together. Uh, I don't, I just can't understand, because I know we can't be the first people that they've seen, like, that right. that are a, of a mixed right. colors. And why it's a big deal, I just, I don't get it. But you do get that stare
1: this, do. The irony is guess what we probably have more in common than you think. you know Space, flying, food, sports, music, something that I'm sure that you like that somebody else likes who's of a different race and it's just connecting with another person on something that you both like, that should be the focus. that should be all that matters. That's why sports, I think, is so powerful because it's so it's such like a community. It unites people for the common goal of supporting their team in whatever sport that may be, you know?
0: Right, but it hasn't been that long. And you did see this in What's England that? where professional athletes that were of color
1: mm.
0: were being... Persecuted against mm. being, mm. you know. Even this morning, you mm. showed me that article. Yeah, that somebody, that's right. What was it on Twitter or whatever yeah. that they, they
1: Willyfred um, Zaha? He woke up. We won't say the expletive, but he woke up to a text from um, a fan. Aston Villa, Crystal Palace will playing Aston Villa, and this said, is
0: soccer stuff, people. So you so, probably no, aren't not, not understand soccer. What she's talking about, it's but.
1: football, footy. So we got football and footy, and we have American football. Okay, that's the way the rest of the world knows this wonderful sport here.
0: Yes, that's what I hear.
1: But um, yeah, I mean, even I mean, it's still occurring, even with the powerful movement of Black Lives Matter. You know, it's yeah. it's still something that's occurring. But which they did find out who it was. It was it was a 12-year-old boy.
0: Oh, you're kidding. Nope. It wasn't even an old crusty person. Mm, no. It was somebody young.
1: It was a twelve year old boy. He what basically tried to frighten him into not scoring against well, against his team. Wasn't they only, they arrested him.
0: It wasn't only that he said something, but he had pictures with it. Yeah. Uh, a character in blackface. Yeah. Like they would do that. That's in what Brazil you guys call it here. In, in yeah.
1: England it was called a gollywog.
0: Right. Yeah. It, anytime that a white person would put on black makeup mm. to And then they would act silly Mm. and all that. Mm. It was a a blackface act. And it was really popular. Uh, Well, we watched that in that documentary, Mm -hmm. 13th. There was a guy who was supposed to be black. And he was in blackface. Mm.
1: And Mm. you
0: saw how he was acting like Animalistic, basically. Yeah, he was animal. He was stupid. He was bouncing around off of things. That was... The portrayal. The portrayal, Mm. you know. Yeah, like, what is it? The gollywog? Is that? Yeah, yeah, it was
1: like a character on a marmalade jar. I remember when I told you that. You looked at me. Like I know. You had lying, to look it up. And because, you looked up and you were and, like, and what the, the hell?
0: And this that, is something that was still in use in England until recently. They were using this character, which was a couple of little kids that were supposed to be little, mm. little uh, black children, but they were t- definitely in blackface.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. So it was a.
1: It was like the logo for a marmalade.
0: Right. Which company? Or whatever. Know, here, there's been all the controversy about Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth and all that. That mm. traditionally have shown African American women, middle aged women, mm. as being those characters. Mm. Uh, what was it, Aunt Jemima? When it started off, it mm-hmm. it was a. It looked like you're like out of Roots, where you had the women with the Gosh. Coming out of the fields, yeah, it, it, yeah. She was dressed like that, yeah, like like a depiction, a, basically, a depiction back to of a savory slave. right, right, is exactly what it looked like, right. So it's been used in advertising and and, and um, here and from England, where you're from. But see, that just furthers the exploitation. Sure, exactly. You know, it's just like anything else and today in the news the owner of the redskins daniel schneider he has been completely against changing the name really why do you think well because it's it's his team and it's mm. way it's always been called the redskins and he just wants to keep them that way and well, it's it's a
1: change people yeah, it's a thing
0: it's a very derogatory you know, mm. uh, depiction mm. of a Native American. Mm. You know, it's just like in uh,
1: beautiful culture, by you the know, way. Yeah,
0: mm. exactly. And and you know, we did our best in America to kill them all off.
1: Gosh. And, th- and th- we can't wait to get into that on yeah, another show, yeah. but yeah, but, it's yeah. So I mean, sad. it's
0: just it's just it's ingrained into the culture of this country that it's okay to, uh, you know, what is it called? Cultural appropriation. Mm. You go in and you take the you know the redskins it's a it's the side view of a native american brave in mm-hmm. full headdress mm-hmm. and using a derogatory term like redskins mm. you know at one time you'd say that and nobody ever thought anything about it mm. uh in in uh, cleveland they the cleveland indians mm-hmm. they've got what's his name chief wahoo it's just this crazy looking cartoonish depiction of a native mm. american you know uh that's another character that a nickname that has been felt a lot of pressure about mm-hmm. changing there, so it, it's you know you you can look at a lot of this stuff and think well why are why do people get so upset about this and it's like well it, I bet that if you know you had a team that was called you know the if the Washington team was the Washington Whiteies, <laughs> right. or the Cleveland Caucasians,
1: right, you know, right people That's
0: might be thing. like hey why are you Why are you doing that? Yeah. But you know, since it's not directed towards the majority of people Mm. and it's directed toward minority races, then everybody thinks, well, you should just get over it, Mm. you know?
1: And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't like change, where change is actually not a bad thing. Change means growth. Like, some changes are not fun, obviously, but more than likely, you're supposed to be growing from whatever that change is. So the owner may not want this change, but, you know, it's growth for the franchise. Moving out of a period that maybe was backward thinking into a more forward-thinking new world that is being created by COVID. That's what's happening, people.
0: Right. Well, you know, there's a lot of winds of change in the country right now. Um, A lot of it is based on on racism, on culture cultural misappropriations, mm-hmm. things that have been done to, to the minority cultures in this country. You know, the, the there's a debate going on with the the um, the monument in South Dakota, um, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's on native know. land or something, right, isn't it? It's on native land and it depicts former slave owners, mm. you know, which the, the, the problem is, is that this country, since it was built on the backs of mm-hmm. people of color, mm-hmm. whether it was the, the black culture, whether it was Native Americans, whether it was uh, Latinos, you mm-hmm. know, there was people. People of color, basically, yeah. Always been brought in uh, to do everybody else's work for them. Mm-hmm. And so you can't look at the history of this country without seeing a, a lot of, groups of color people of color that were mistreated
1: and exploited and
0: exploited for their backs to keep you know whether it was you know chinese people building the railroad
1: Mm. you know i was thinking uh, about that
0: in the south where it was mainly you know the blacks were there to work in the fields Mm. whether Mm. it was cotton or peanuts or whatever it was people needed cheap labor. Well, you can't get much cheaper than if you buy somebody and they work for you till Gosh. they die. So it was an economic thing, but people used that as a reason to to belittle uh, you know, people of color and make them look like they weren't quite human.
1: But that's the thing. The, the only... I think the way for people to justify doing that is that you have to dehumanize another person sure. so that you can keep on inflicting pain and in that way then to that individual then I think it doesn't they're not so bad you know they're not they're just doing a job they're not so bad then because it's just so-and-so when it's like well so-and-so is a human being
0: well you know you can look um there obviously there are a lot of modern day examples of this but you can look at Alex Haley's book Roots Mm. now they made that into a what was it? An eight or a ten part miniseries, miniseries back right. in the late seventies, early eighties.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, it showed how. When I was a spring chicken. Yeah, when you were a spring <laughs> chicken, uh, maybe an egg still at that point. But <laughs> hey, you hey, know, I'm 79, yeah. so maybe yeah, maybe yeah. I
1: was around. You
0: may have been. I can't remember exactly when that came out, but I do remember watching it and mm-hmm. just. And I was a child at the time. I was you know, maybe 10 years old. Oh, then I wasn't born then. Uh, And I remember watching it and thinking, my God, I can't believe people were treated like this. You know, because that was something that at the time, I mean, I was pretty young still, so we really didn't talk about a lot of serious stuff in school yet. Mm -hmm. It was more of the, you know, learning your ABCs and stuff at Mm -hmm. that point. But I do remember a scene in that movie where um, LeVar Burton played the part of Kunta Kente, Mm -hmm. which... And they changed his name. His slave name was Toby, I believe. Hmm. I'm having to go back a long time in my memory to remember. But I do remember he kept trying to run from his owners. The guy hmm. who, he would every time he get a chance, he'd run. And well, they caught him one time and decided, you know what, you want to run? You won't run like this. And they took an ax and chopped his feet in half to where his toes were gone, where You're he couldn't joking. run anymore. No, and, oh, and I just thought, you know, how can one person look at another person and think you know what it's okay to do this mm. and i'm not going to face any repercussions for this i'm not going to get in trouble i'm not going to go to jail for this if you were to do that to somebody today that would be assault right. then it was just hey that's my property and yeah. i'm going to teach him a lesson mm. the same way with you know i mean we've talked about this before where you know um, you know young black women were were sexually abused and raped mm-hmm. And, and as property, as, as, a property. R- as a rite of passage. Can right. you imagine? And there would be nothing to be done. Hell. So people would, would, you know, whites would treat blacks as they weren't really human. Mm-hmm. And that's how they would justify it. It's like, well, they're not a full human. They were In the eyes of the law, they were only part human. Yeah. They were part human, part animal.
1: Some pets were probably even treated better than humans. I Can imagine, you imagine a that?
0: horse was treated better than a slave. Because oh if you gosh. stole a man's horse, you would hang for it. If you beat a man's horse, they'd hang you. are joking. But I bet if you stole somebody's slave, they'd probably be like, "Ah, just give him back, mm. or you know, pay me some money or whatever." You know. But but yeah, horse horse flesh had more value than a slave, you know. And it's just it's just <sighs> ridiculous to think that there was a time that you know people in this country, white people in this country, would look at a person of color and be like, "Well, they're not really human." They're just a slave. It doesn't matter what happens to them. Or look at a Native American and say, oh, they're savages, and they all need mm. to be wiped out because mm. they're going to try to steal. Think mm. about, does this not sound familiar from what the rhetoric we hear today? They're savages. They're out to steal from us and rape our women.
1: Mm.
0: Now we need to take care of this. Mm. Okay, so now today you have... Just like we saw in that the thirteenth documentary, mm-hmm. where you know young black men are depicted as what is it they call them? Uh, uh, I can't remember the term now.
1: just escape me as well.
0: Yeah, um, boy, I can't remember. I'm going to have to. We'll have to look at that and find it. Um, they basically say that they are um, well, like thugs. Hyper aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the term. There's a term for it, but. Uh, Anyway, super predator, that's what that's it's called. It. Yeah, okay, so they're a super predator instead of being a savage. Okay? Mm, These people the same. are super predators. They're out to steal from us. They're out to hurt us. They're out to rape our women. They need to be taken care of.
1: The same language, just redressed in different forms. Yeah. And and that's the thing. If The, the only way to make changes and learn is if you look at the past and see in all its ugliness what happened you can kind of, like, make changes because a person maybe will come to that and feel, well, I don't want to be like that. That's not me. I want to make changes. And that's the thing. It keeps happening just dressed in different forms. I mean, discrimination is a thing, and it need not be, you know, because at the end of the day, it's chemistry. Chemistry people, you know, it's chemistry. Speaking of, What's your take Bruce on the on how segregation is still occurring systematically
0: well th- that's a large subject and you could go on for and there are people way smarter than me that are way more in the know about this stuff that I've listened to that you know we've seen on television we've seen in, in um, documentaries people that we've listened to on other podcasts that can you know give you you know many many different, uh, reasons for why it's happening. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think for me, I, okay, if you, if you look back at, you know, obviously this country, we fought a civil war. They wanted their, their life to be, which is they wanted it to be the way it had always been. Mm. And they wanted to continue to have slaves so that their economy would continue to be viable. Right. Okay, so after... It's all about
1: the Benjamins.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was all about money and power, just like it always is. Right. And so, you know, this whole question of how segregation still is in existence today, I think in order for you to to be able to understand a little bit better about people's ideas and people's ingrained... Uh, beliefs. Beliefs that they have still today, you got to go back and look at after the war, after the Reconstruction era, when, when you know, things were supposed to be getting better in this country, the southern states decided that they wanted to put in a system or a series of laws that would segregate white people from black people. That way there would be no hmm. uh, fraternization. There would be no mixing of the two colors.
1: No miscegenation.
0: No miscegenation. That was one of the laws. Mm. And there was a series of different laws that came into effect that were segregation laws, and they all ended up... And today, you'll hear the term Jim Crow laws. Uh, uh,
1: you know, I hear that, and I, I don't... Like, was he a person?
0: Well, I mean, I know
1: that sa- that might sound ignorant, no, but really, like, I've not been able to...
0: Jim Crow was more of a... Um, what are they called? Gollywog? Is that the right term?
1: <laughs> well, I guess if you're in England. Okay, But yeah, in it's England, the same thing. The gollywog, okay. Oh, so wait, so he was a fictional a character. a fictional
0: character. Huh. He was... Jim Crow was a, a, a character that was uh, portrayed by white actors in blackface. Ah. They would portray this, this fictional character that was a clumsy, dim-witted black slave. Um, what happened, you know, they would perform it on stage. Mm-hmm. Of course, all the white people thought it was hilarious to watch this person that was supposed to be a slave bouncing around, you know, not being smart, not knowing how to talk correctly and all this. So it, it became a, a term, of a derogatory term for right. young black men. Uh, so, you know, people would, you know, use it as a racial slur, basically. Right, right. So Jim Crow laws were all the segregation laws that the states in the South uh, created after uh, the Reconstruction era. Uh, you know, in those days, especially you know, in the hmm. South, there was separate rooms or separate Uh, operations for everything. They had separate bathrooms, separate water fountains. That's
1: the iconic thing for me, the water fountains. Right, where you would see where it would say,
0: you can see pictures of it today still, Where there'll be a a, a sign in front of it that says, colored water fountain, Yeah. whites only.
1: And it it was always the crappy crap.
0: Right, you know, so, you know, schools were segregated. So um, crazy. Train cars, there were separate train cars that, only blacks would ride in, mm. and the whites would ride in the other ones. Uh, and then, and then on a bus, you know, if yeah. you would ride on a bus, the the black people would have to sit in the back of the right. bus, right, right, uh, away from the white people. So, Another
1: iconic image there. Yeah, exactly. And
0: you know, that's where a lot of people, uh, Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. you know, where she decided one day, hey, I'm not sitting on the back of the bus. <laughs> that anymore. would be me. And then that would be you. <laughs> You know, I'm not sitting in the back of that bus. There's a seat right here. I'm going to sit here.
1: I'm all about justice, man. I'll be like, no, that's not right. right. I'm not going to sit there. And,
0: and it wasn't. I'd be but, killed
1: a long time ago.
0: Right, exactly. But, you know, even in those times, it was, you know, it was done because white people didn't want black people mixing with them, mm. being in their same restaurants, being in their same schools, being wherever they were, uh, you know, out of some kind of a fear. That but, they you know
1: you know to me, it's so funny and mind boggling because hidden figures just popped into my head, and irony of all of that, if it wasn't for our sweet little little man there we I wouldn't have watched that you know he 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 alerted us to it It's like, oh okay, this is interesting had a family night watched it right and it was like a hi- hidden little treasure for me. I was like, wait. You're telling me the whole reason that we can go up to space and re-enter safely was because of a woman of color figured out the calculations to do that. Now, that right there shows that we obviously need each other and work well together as a team. Caucasians and blacks, people of color together. That wouldn't even be possible right there.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's um, the the movie Hidden Figures. You fact check in? Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. it. Uh, it was played, the the lady's name, who was the, the main, they called them uh, com- computers. Yeah, think, computer, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, there it, were three of the ladies. And they, and they had them segregated, remember? Yes, Because yes. they had white computers yes. in black. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. So they were in different rooms. Different they were in different rooms. buildings completely. Yes. And this is how
1: computer programming came about too.
0: Right, right. And it, right? Uh, Octavia Spencer is yes. the actress her, her, yeah. who played Dorothy Vaughn. Yes. And and she was the one who was actually the person who was
1: the computer so mathematically prog- smart. You yes. Know, she
0: was so proficient in mathematics that she was able to figure out how to because um, the, the real problem in the movie that they were showing was they weren't sure at what angle to bring the
1: capsule back. That was Taraji P. Hansen. shes right. I think she's the one that worked out the reentry and stuff. It was Octavia who was the computer brain, because remember they had this computer, but they hadn't figured out right, somebody okay. needed to program it. And so she worked out, well, wait, they're going to get rid of us so she figured out, well, I'll be the one to learn how to program it and then teach the other ladies, which is what she did.
0: Right, right, yeah. yeah. And so and it, it, yeah, that's right, that's right. right. And and because they, they couldn't figure out how to keep the yeah. capsule from either bouncing off the atmosphere and going back out into space that's or it. coming in too hard and too fast and burning up. And she was able to come up. Somehow, oh, I I, I watched it on the movie and I was confused, just <laughs> trying to figure out what kind of mathematical things that she was doing. But right, you know, it, but in, in those it, it, at that time, you know, because they even showed that they had that room with the IBM computers. Yes, they, yeah. they couldn't even figure out how to put the punch cards yes. together for that. Yeah, and um,
1: Octavia, you know, that was her right, character. That was then, her character. He worked, worked that out.
0: But um, you know, they had to have people. To make the computations and to do it on the fly, because it was like, okay, this has changed and this has changed. What are we going to do to get these people back down, Mm. you know, from orbit? So, yeah, and and even at that time, when when they badly needed this lady to be able to do help, you know, it showed it depicted in the movie, and you know, you have to. You, yeah. you never know, but at that time they had segregated bathrooms, segregated oh, buildings. Oh my gosh! Remember the scenes where she had to keep running back yes. and forth. And she had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So she'd have to run from the building that all of the white engineers were in all oh. the way across campus so she could get to her bathroom. Yeah.
1: Which was like what 10, 15 minutes or something. Yeah. I mean, it would. She had, crazy. And she's
0: running in heels yeah. back and forth.
1: That's you a know, woman just to right think there.
0: That, that that there was a time when you would have to do that because. You know, there's a bathroom 15 feet down the hall, but you can't use that because you're the wrong skin color. Mm. You know, uh, these segregation laws, you know, they were definitely put in place to keep blacks and whites from mixing. And I, 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 and to know,
1: stifle blacks, right. I think. And you and know, hear- kind of, here's, a, I think
0: this is a big thing these days because I see this all the time. I, for months and for years, I stayed away from social media and I just tried not to listen to some of the things that come out of people's mouths or through their fingers and their keyboards or their phones. You know, I see things, you know, people, the response that that absolutely kills me every time I hear it is, hey, I didn't do any of that. That was in the past. They just need to get over it.
1: I know. It's so infuriating. And it's easy for a
0: white person to say that. Mm. Hey, you know what? I wasn't a slave owner, and I wasn't. But, but. but I can't look at a piece person of color and say, look, that was 100 years ago. Mm. You need to get over it. Times have changed. Mm. Because it hasn't changed that mm-hmm.
1: much. No, it, it hasn't changed. It's just repackaged in right. a different form. Right. It, it, it occurs now more covertly Systematically,
0: I guess it would be different if it really has changed completely, right? And everybody of every color and every culture was on an even playing mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. But we know that's not that's mm-hmm. not what happens. There's there's been attempts that the governments tried to get that to happen through affirmative action, through the Fair Trade, uh, the Fair Housing Act, and all these different things that the governments tried to 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 get done legally and through the the channels of government. And just because you make something a law Hmm. or make something illegal, it doesn't mean people are going to listen to it either way. No. You know, just like these Jim Crow laws. Yeah, 1954, uh, they they reversed that decision and made segregation illegal. So what it did was all these states had to start to bring in black students into white schools. And you can see in that 13th uh, the documentary, documentary we watched mm. also they showed about I don't remember the 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 lady's name but when she's a little girl and she's walking into the school mm. and the police are having to, to escort bring her, her in and stuff because there's all
1: these and you see the people, people behind people out there hurling are, abuse
0: oh, right and just treating her like she's some kind of a monster when she's just this little girl who just mm. wants to go to school mm. she just wants to learn like all the other kids are doing. Uh, Things that have happened also, um, even after that. Okay, we're talking 1954 when that happened. In 1968, the Fair Housing Act was passed. And that was to fight against what, w- what at the time were called uh, red line districts. Mm. And that was a mm. procedure that was done to... Yeah, what was that? Basically, anywhere that it was thought as a, of a black community, they literally had maps and they were red lines and they were blocked off and said look, the banks are not allowed to make um, uh, loans to the people who live in these districts or to anyone to buy this property because they were black. They so basically at you're
1: telling me they'd pull out a map and say, okay, so these areas over here, 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 and here, right. they're off limits, but these areas over here, 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 and here, right. the rates are higher. Or well, don't lend you can't even lend you to them. don't all. even lend.
0: They weren't allowed to the banks oh weren't gosh. allowed to make loans in those dist- in those areas in those redline districts and and they were predominantly you know black and, and other minorities mm. that were living in those areas they were looked at as the, the people who live in these areas are high risk hmm. loans don't give them well after the the banking deregulation that happened the banks decided, oh, hell, not only can we take advantage of all of these red-line districts that, that uh, you know, where blacks or Hispanics may live or, or some Asians may live, we can also go after anybody who hmm. has, you know, low income, mm-hmm. who really shouldn't be able to get a loan for a $100,000 house. Mm. We can give them that loan. And then after a few years, we backload it so much with a, you know, a bad loan that they end up getting it repossessed, and we get the the property
1: back. Yeah, I I know about that for these bastards. Right. And, and the irony is, I wouldn't have known had I not received that check or checks the year we got married.
0: Yeah, and this was several that, years after you left the house. Se-
1: I mean, yeah, yeah this was two, we got married in 2013. When did we leave? We sold. I sold it in 2011. Okay. 2011. 20, yeah, 2011 or 2012. And right. all of a sudden, yeah, we get a check. You know, I, I think it was just we were planning our wedding. So I was like, sweet. But it was from my old a uh, mortgage company. Right. And then I thought, well, that's strange. Why the hell are they sending me a check out of the blue? And then another one came and there was a letter with it that said, there's a class action lawsuit and if you cash these checks you are choosing to forego being included. And of course, at the time, we don't want to be in debt, and that was our goal, we'd be in debt, getting married. I know a lot of people fancy that, we didn't fancy that, and we managed to hold true to that. And so, yeah, so I mean, I cashed it, but I realized at that point, oh my gosh, they sold me a really high mortgage based on my name, and obviously on the application, which I will never be doing again. I mean, obviously I'm married now, so my name's like blends seamlessly into things and not like it was before, but I doubt that I'll be putting Black British on my application. I won't tick it because this was a way of discrimination that they used against me. and. One thing that I do remember insisting was that I did not want an arm. I said, I don't want an arm for a mortgage, which that probably was my saving grace. So, they I mean, they fixed me another way. And being the person that I am, I just worked my ass off to make sure I was going to stay in that house. Sometimes working two jobs.
0: Right. Well, and so things haven't really changed too much no. with the banking industry as far as that at one time... You know, once the Fair Housing Act went into effect in the late '60s, mm. you know, they, the banks decided, okay, look, we can, we can charge crazy interest rates. We can, you know, demand a this huge down payment or whatever. But what happened at the time when you were buying the house? Because that, that was right after, or you had bought a house and then that that big crash, crash. happened. Yeah,
1: and 2006 is when I bought my house went.
0: Down A year or two after. And and that was because at that time, banks were giving out loans that they shouldn't have been giving Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And they gave out a ton of high-risk loans, Mm -hmm. and it got them in trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they went backwards from the way they had been, where you you wouldn't give anybody a loan, to they were giving everybody loans. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have to have any security Mm -hmm. or down payments or anything. Mm -hmm. It was um, greed. They made money on it. And they hoped that, you know, (laughs) hey, we can make these loans. People are going to default on them. We can mm. come back and take the property away. And Gosh,
1: how horrible. That
0: And that has happened to a lot, a of, lot of people. I know. And the people that are normally targeted for it are people who have little and they don't make much. And in a lot of those instances, it's a minority.
1: And that's the thing, peoples. I, I guess we just want to bring that to light to show that Everybody deserves an equal chance and an equal shot at the, on the playing field, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and I'm not black, so I can't say, You're yes, not? I know what it's like to walk in the shoes of a black man, but I can say just, you know, I can empathize and understand that, look, it's about fairness, mm. you know? I don't think, and, and, and I you know, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think that all of this the protests all the things that are happening people are wanting just to be treated fairly
1: yeah just an equal shot
0: yeah they're not asking for us to as white americans to say you know what you're right we really screwed up you know hey that's that is in the past but we need just to just acknowledge it and just say you know what what happened was wrong right whether it be slavery whether it be the, the genocide against Native Americans, whether it be the way people from China were treated, whatever the case may be uh, even they more, just want
1: acknowledgement acknowledge
0: acknowledge and that changes happened acknowledge and,
1: that it happened and then make the changes right. so that we're we're all equal here right because that isn't that written into the Constitution anyway that
0: all men are Created equal, right, 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 and I think we talked about that a little bit last time, where it's like it's not,
1: right, right, you know, it's that not
0: people aren't all treated equally, and until we do treat everyone equally, it'll there'll never truly be a change.
1: Right, right, oh dear.
0: Well, I think that's all we've got for this week.
1: Yes, yes. I want
0: to tell you thank you for joining us. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow us both on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Bruce underscore A Williams and and Pam's under Pamela Seven Williams.
1: This podcast is supported by us, but we'd love to get your support too. Subscribe, give us a review and help us bring our message to humanity.
0: Everybody have a great week.
1: Thank you so much and see you next week. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.